0: Hi, this is Angie Meadows.
1: And this is Josh Vaughn.
0: This is The Rock Recovery. We're in the detachment book, principle number seven.
1: Detachment means thinking differently.
0: Hmm. So sometimes I get stuck in a thought pattern and I know it because it's a lot of suffering. So I need to look at the thoughts that are making me suffer and flip them upside down, turn them on their head and see if I can think them a different way. So kick us off with the introduction.
1: I can identify the thoughts I think about myself. Whose voice is in my head, rejecting or controlling me?
0: For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Proverbs 23, 7. So if you're talking to yourself and telling yourself you're no good, you're never going to make amount to anything, you're never going to make it. Yeah, stop. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just stop. I want you to think good thoughts about yourself, not arrogant thoughts, but good thoughts. Yes. Okay, so let's look at our self-talk, Josh.
1: What do you think about yourself?
0: Okay, what do you think about yourself? Do you are you do you have a healthy view of yourself, a healthy sanctified view? Uh, a lot of times I feel like when I meet somebody arrogant, what I've met is somebody insecure.
1: Yes, that's covering up what is cuz I was arrogant for a long time. I wasn't yeah. humble. I was loud. I always wanted to be center of attention. And the only, th- the only reason I did that is because I wanted to hide what was really going what
0: on. What was really going on, yeah. yeah. So there's a wound underneath there. There's a deep heart wound that uh, they're protecting themselves.
1: Yes. <laughs> so number two. Is there a voice rejecting you?
0: Yeah, sometimes if you can identify whose voice that is, you can be like, that's a lie. That was my second grade teacher who said that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, here, and as soon as I can identify it, I can think, I'm not going to give that person power over yes. me. That's a lie. Yes. So number three.
1: Has someone stolen your identity?
0: So I want my identity to be in Christ. Yes. I want it to be in forgiven, loved, blessed, hopeful, healed, uh, sanctified. I I don't want it to be in broken, hopeless, depressed. You know. So what's your identity? Where do you identify yourself? Number four.
1: How confident are you in yourself?
0: So I don't want to be this arrogant, I can do everything. I want to be confident so that I can move forward, so that I can go into situations uh, that may at one time have made me afraid to be to start something new, to go to a new job, a new group, a new place.
1: Grow.
0: Yeah, I want to grow. Yes. I want to grow. And sometimes I have to uh, sit with that anxiety a little bit. Sometimes I have to take a friend with me. Uh, sometimes I have to really talk to myself before I get there and kind of distract myself with uh, my Uh, headphones with some music and then I can go and think okay I'm all right here I'm safe here okay
1: find a refuge a quiet place to claim what is yours with kindness and firmness
0: find a refuge a quiet place so this week Josh I was uh, I was just sitting and meditating on the Lord and I could see that I was underwater Uh, you know there was just a lot of stuff going on that was making me feel like I couldn't breathe and all of a sudden in my mind's eye I could see little bubbles And I sat there with it for just a few seconds, and I heard the Lord say, remember scuba diving? You don't know which way is up or down until you sit still, and then the bubbles go up, and you know exactly which way is safe. So sometimes we have to sit with our pain, we have to sit with our suffocating uh, suffering until we figure out which way the bubbles go. Yes, (laughs) that's true. Which way is up, which way is God, and then we have this strength to move forward.
1: The internal God is your refuge and underneath are the everlasting arms.
0: Deuteronomy thirty-three twenty-seven. I love this verse. The yes. eternal God is your refuge and underneath are the everlasting arms. Everlasting means everlasting. He's not going to drop me.
1: Another, another individual's internal battles do not belong to me. I cannot win sobriety for my loved one.
0: So a lot that of times so uh, as a codependent, You take on other people's bowels. You feel their suffering. And so we enable them to stop our suffering. Does that make sense, Josh? Mm -hmm. Instead of allowing them to be like the little chick that pokes his way out of his egg (laughs) so that he can be strong when he gets out. If you take that shell off as soon as you hear him chirping, He's going to die. His wings are going to be wet. He's not going to be strong. He's not going to be able to stand on his own two feet. But if he fights his way out of that egg for 24, 48 hours, he's going to be all right. He's going to be up there just hollering at everybody. (laughs) So here's your battle.
1: Our battle isn't against flesh and blood. Hmm,
0: for our struggles is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the f- spiritual forces of evil in heavenly realms, Ephesians 6, 12. So I got to arm myself. The battle belongs to God.
1: Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army for the battle is not yours but God's
0: second Corinthians 20 15 if I say to the Lord this isn't my battle it's yours but if I crawl down off my cross and uh, try to fix manage, and control something I'm in my own battle yes I'm in my own little world I'm fighting with very little weapons that are are gonna be land me in fear and discouragement but here the Lord's saying don't be afraid don't be discouraged this isn't your battle so don't fight the wrong battles understand which battles yours and which battle belongs to somebody else and give them back their own battle
1: be thanks to God he gives us the victory through our Lord yes
0: yeah, so my victory is secured by exercising my right to say no with firmness and kindness here
1: Faith is the secret to overcoming the world.
0: For everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. 1 John 5, 4. I love that word, overcome. Yes. So what would it look like? I want you to pull up the greatest struggle that you have right now in in your life and ask yourself, what would it look like if I overcome this? And sometimes, Josh, I have to activate my faith because my fear is going to keep me stuck. Yes. So I have to act my activate my faith. So here's the exercise.
1: Analyze your beliefs. If you believe any of the lies below, you have lost your identity and the right to enjoy your life.
0: Hmm. So I want to figure out what stole my right to enjoy my life. Analyze the shoulds and the shouldn't in your belief system.
1: I should always help my family.
0: I shouldn't let them suffer.
1: I should never turn my back on a dysfunctional parent or adult child.
0: I shouldn't. Abandoned, self-destructive people. <laughs> These are all lies, aren't they? <laughs> yes.
1: I should. I was wondering <laughs> to myself, I'm like, oh. They're all dude, lies. Yes. <laughs> I should keep picking up after irresponsible adults.
0: I shouldn't expect them to respect my boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> I should
1: keep the peace and be passive at all costs.
0: Mm, if I am passive at all costs to keep the peace, mm, I'm, a a, I'm a doormat. I'm a doormat. So instead I need to pick my battles uh, carefully and I need to fight one and win it. <laughs> yes. Every day, I need to pick one battle that I'm going to win every day. So With what's the a, Lord. Yeah, amen.
1: Yes. I should apologize if I am offend them.
0: I should apologize if I offend them. Sometimes you can, and sometimes you can't. Sometimes yes. that boundary is up there. And if I apologize for offending them, it's like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in front of King Nebuchadnezzar. And they're like, You know, King, we're sorry if you're offending, but, you know, we're not going to bow. And he's like, Well,. I'll play the music just one more time and he heats it up seven times hotter and he rages even more when they don't bow so sometimes you can't apologize for offending people or they're going to up the ante until you do really bow this time so you got to know who you're dealing with if I apologize is this person going to be accepting that apology accepting my boundary or is this person is going to ramp it up and throw me in the fire seven times Let's hotter
1: <laughs> try to use me as a guilt thing to get more things out of me stuff like that you know right. what i mean i shouldn't say no i shouldn't
0: bring up the past
1: i should keep bailing them out prison is too harsh
0: i shouldn't confront poor behaviors
1: i should sacrifice my life for another who is irresponsible
0: i shouldn't fight back
1: i should put their needs above my own
0: I shouldn't expect them to be able to change. Hmm. <laughs> so if you're thinking any of these thoughts, these are a belief system that needs to be tore down so that you're not uh, standing on quicksand.: Yes, because these are beliefs that will land you in quicksand. Instead, you need the rock foundation of Jesus Christ. Now here's some advice for holidays, Josh.:
1: Enabling makes us makes for uncomfortable holidays. If my loved one isn't in active recovery, he shouldn't be allowed to bring his manipulative games and confusion to holiday family gatherings. And I shouldn't guilt over guilt others into accepting his non their, this nonsense into their homes and around their children just to keep up the appearances of a normal family.
0: A person with substance use disorder is the one responsible for earning the trust of siblings, step parents, or extended family members by making restitution for past wrongs and working a strong recovery program. And, Josh, I have found that when people are in active recovery, they make their way back. Yes. They do the work. Uh, yes. But if they're have just if they just throwing grandma a bone and she's trying to get the family all back together, well, it's just going to go around the bush. Yes. <laughs> so a truly recovering person with substance use disorder will make his own path back to the family. Any coercion places the whole family in danger.
1: Yes, danger. If I stop enabling my loved one, he will seek out other victims to enable him.
0: I don't want to leave a legacy of being a doormat.
1: I do not want my children and grandchildren to think it is noble to find toxic people and attempt to rescue them.
0: Yes, I want to empower them and give them permission to develop mutually loving and healthy families of their own. So our children and grandchildren will kind of do what we do. They'll learn from us. And so we need healthy, strong boundaries. So Here's a section on suffering.
1: Realize suffering is part of this world. Number two. Let your suffering make your heart a tender protector of innocent children.
0: Number three.
1: Do not be tender towards the adults pretending to be victims to escape the consequences of their poor choices.
0: And the key word here, Josh, is adults. Yes. We're not talking teenagers that are bouncing around. We're talking adults. Yes. At some point, you got to take a 25, a 35-year-old and realize that they're not 16. Yes. And you got to give them responsibility for their behaviors. Number four.
1: Let suffering do the teaching.
0: Whoa. Whoa. Uh (laughs) Okay. Sorry about that. (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs)
1: Suffering helps us all make choices to change. Then our futures can look different from our past.
0: Uh, Suffering changes me.
1: I'm telling (laughs) you. I tell you. It's the teacher. It suffering is. is the teacher, and for you know it. what?
0: Suffering's good sometimes. Sometimes it that's is. just yeah, that's what they need. And and I, if I usurp it, the next suffering is just worse. And I got through consequences; they didn't get them, so they didn't learn. You're right. And if I don't learn that they didn't learn, <laughs> I'm back in the middle of it again.
1: We learn through pain. We do. Like learn. if I touch a fire, I'm going to know not to touch the fire again.
0: Okay, so pain is good.
1: Pain is good. Suffering's good. Good.
0: It's good. <laughs> it, it puts us back on the path. It's like it's like. Uh, the electric cattle prod <laughs> yes it puts you right back in the in the right place so that you are on the, the path yes okay number five
1: let god use the suffering to conform you into his image mm.
0: so the goal here is
1: to conform into, us into his image and
0: to the image of Christ and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him who have been called according to his purpose for those God foreknew he also predestined to be conformed to the likeness of his son that he might be the firstborn among many brethren Romans 8 Mm. 28 through 29 that's good stuff yeah so we want we want suffering we want to know that it's all things are going to work for good if we release them to God, so list the good that has come from the experience of your greatest suffering. So my greatest suffering, uh, physically, has probably been my hip injury, but it has taught me uh, to be compassionate for other people that are injured. It's taught me to step back and stop saying yes a hundred times and taking care of me. Yes, setting priorities. It's taught me a lot. I can make a whole page of what it's taught me. I, well, I my mean, whole also life's different
1: to take care of the other limbs. Because you got to think that you've Mm -hmm. you've injured one, and other things can be injured. You know what I mean?
0: Right. When one's out of balance, the other one is too. Yes, definitely. So list what you will and will not do again. So if you have repeated patterns of stumbling, decide what you will and will not do again.
1: Now, develop future relationship goals. Where do you want to be in a month, a year, and in five years?
0: Yeah, we have to have goals. Uh, If I don't have goals, I don't have a direction, and the, the word says my people perish for lack of vision. So I want a vision for what I want in my future. So here's the application, Power to Stop the Enabling.
1: Healing comes when we obtain beneficial counseling and stop the enabling cycle.
0: So a lot of enablers are so focused on helping their loved ones, uh, maybe escape consequences, maybe get out of prison, trying to get their grandkids out of foster care, that they forget that they need care too. And they don't take the time to get their own beneficial counseling. So number one.
1: Only I have the power to stop the agony of enabling in my life and to put Yeah. Yes. Ephesians 4, 23,
0: <laughs> Yes. I'd say I missed that scripture there. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering, like, I didn't know if it was anti-put like Yeah, but I found me an error in my book here. Yes. <laughs> Number two.
1: We are redeemed from the curse. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us.
0: Galatians 3.13.
1: Detached from the past.
0: Forgetting what is behind, Philippians 3.13.
1: Move forward.
0: And straining towards what is ahead, Philippians 3.13.
1: Stop dragging others to recovery who refuse to change.
0: Mm, You were bought with the price. Do not become slaves of men. 1 Corinthians 7.23
1: If others want to change, they will follow you into healthy counseling and accountability.
0: How about that? So if I lead the way, others may follow. Yes. Number seven.
1: If they don't want to change, step over them and move towards your recovery. This is healthy.
0: Okay, so if I'm... uh, Let's just take a situation where I'm going to a really awesome church. I'm in love with the church. And then all of a sudden there's believers in front of me that are stumbling. and I have a choice here. Was my eyes on God or was my eyes on these people? You're right. uh, am I going to stumble and lay there with them? I'm, am I going to slow down and ask them if they want help getting back up? And if they refuse, am I going to walk over them? Am I going to keep following God? Am I going to let this interrupt my... Relationship with the Lord. You're right. Yeah. So it's healthy to sometimes just keep moving. Yes. I keep it, it. Until, and then when you're moving, they'll be like, oh, wait a minute. (laughs) <laughs> wait a minute. Wait wanna, up. Yeah, wait up. <laughs> I mean, if you ever see a dog running into this, the road, if you can call his name and get his attention and run the other way, he'll chase you.
1: Yes, <laughs> that is a fact. And
0: now he's not going into the road to yes. run over. So sometimes you got to run the other way, Josh, and yes. let the people get up and chase you. Yes. Number eight.
1: Stop looking back.
0: Mm-hmm. We can't fix, we can't change or fix someone who is hell-bent on reckless destruction
1: number nine the behavior of taking responsibility for your own growth may inspire others to do the same
0: so the principle is
1: detachment means thinking differently
0: yeah so yeah sometimes i'm going to suffer when other people are suffering and it's okay i just need to back up and let that happen so courage is the secret to practicing detachment and overcoming my suffering make little decisions to build your confidence What little decisions could you make today? Detach and let go of the outcome of another adult's decision. Give them the respect to allow them to choose what path in life they will or will not follow. So pray us out of here, Josh.
1: Oh, God, it is so hard to let go of a loved one. I feel their suffering and I want to stop it. Remind me of my desires to stay sober and full of peace. Help me to live in a quiet and peaceful life. Help me to value my freedom from destruction. Thank you. Help me to be strong enough to trust you with the outcomes of the lives of my loved ones. Give me your spirit of peace in my enabling of toxicity. Empower me to establish strong boundaries and healthy relationships with others. Let me know where I begin and where I end. Let my identity be in you and in your love for me. In Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Amen. So a couple thoughts here, Josh is... Let go of the outcomes. You do what's best for you. You do what's following Christ, what's not the fear of man, um, what's not uh, being a man pleaser, you know, trying to please other people around you instead. Please God. Uh, Set up some boundaries and know where you begin and where you end. A lot of times we get so enmeshed with other people. That we think that our life is so wrapped up into theirs that we can't survive without them. So what I want you to do is separate your identity from other people to where your identity is in Christ. You can give the outcomes to the Lord, and that way you can find the path of life and move forward. Yes. And this is Angie Meadows. And
1: this is Josh Baum.
0: And we'll see you next time.
1: Love y'all.